0: The technology likely to have the greatest impact on the next few decades
1: has arrived. You can start building completely new concepts for payments that we've never thought of.
0: Move the need for a financial intermediary to transact value.
1: Bitcoin and the
0: blockchain have an amazing future. This is going to transform society.
1: Hey guys, how's it going? And we're back with another episode of Industry Insights. Today, I bring to you Jenny Ta. I'm really glad that we were able to coordinate and finally set up this call, cool Jenny. We've been waiting for a few weeks and the fact that you're on California time and I'm in the south of Spain hasn't helped organizing a time that suits both of us. But we're both here now and I'm excited.
0: Hey Felix, can you hear me well? Thanks for having me.
1: Yeah, I can hear you perfectly. Awesome. Okay, so let's just get straight into things. Yesterday, Noriel Rubini appeared in front of the U.S. Senate. He slated blockchain technology and couldn't have spoken worse about cryptocurrencies. Did you catch any of what he said? If so, what were your thoughts?
0: Well, you know, it's funny because I defended Rubini. I actually started to follow him just yesterday because I heard about this Senate hearing. I heard about both of them before, but I started to really studying them just yesterday. My personal point of view Okay, I believe that we would learn more uh, if we take on the side of the guy who is against what we believe. Obviously, I am waiting for crypto to drop so that I can buy in. There are you know, tweets and Instagram posts about the quote that I said at a summit I was speaking at earlier this year. And I said that if Bitcoin drops to 5,000, I would bet my farm on it. So that particular quote has been kind of like, you know, uh, swirling around on Twitter and Instagram that Jenny Ta would bet her farm on Bitcoin if if it drops to 5,000, it hasn't yet. So so obviously I'm pro cryptocurrency and I'm, I am I am a believer a blockchain technology. But of two gentlemen... Uh, yesterday Norio and um, I should be following uh, a because he's pro-blockchain he's pro-crypto Norio is the guy that who is against but in my belief why am I following Norio and not Valkenberg it's because you don't learn anything if you go with the crowd Valkenberg is gonna say exactly what you want to hear blockchain is good crypto is great How would you learn that if you are already a believer, right? You will learn more if you follow and you trace or you track the guys or the people who are against it. okay? and you listen to them and you understand why they're against it. And if you have a rebuttal or if you can find reasons to defend their claims, then that's when you're going to learn it. Okay, so that's why I felt that so many people after the Senate hearing yesterday, there are just so many people on Twitter who would come in and bash uh, Norio. I felt that that is just immature.
1: Yeah, that's a that's a really interesting approach that I actually hadn't thought of. I think I'm going to go back and watch the hearing now after what after hearing what you've said and kind of listen to Rubini's speech in a different way, in a more constructive way. But on another topic. In the past, I've seen you hate on Malta and Maltese blockchain companies like Binance. So what is it that you dislike about them? Well, firstly, are you still against or do you still dislike or have reserved feelings about Malta and Maltese companies? If so, what do you dislike about them? Okay, so I
0: I, I do speak out against Binance only because of what they did the day before they just outright delisted a bunch of cryptos, you know, they came out with, I believe is is a PR stunt. And no one knows that except them. Uh, CZ, which is the founder, CEO, coming out about this charity, which at first I thought, hey, that was, you know, this was the day before the delisting happened. Okay. I actually retweeted one of CZ's tweet or somebody's tweet giving him praise for his thoughts in the charity world, like donating all of the listing fees to charity, blah, blah, blah. Though he never really said which charity, or he's never shown, or he never said that, you know, once or when we do, we will be transparent. He doesn't say all that, but you know, coming from his tweet, I'll take his word as is, right? So this was the day before. So I retweeted on my Twitter page which I thought okay well that's not bad and, you know that's cool and everything and then boom the next day you know we all woke up in the morning and even I was shocked and it took me a couple hours just to to read everything because I know I have a lot of followers online and offline cuz you know you have to understand about my my Twitter page I know there's a lot of Bots and stuff, I recently get, and I, I can't control who follows me and who unfollows me, which I really don't give a hoop, right? Um, but on Twitter, in my world, I have a lot of investors, partners, people who watch me. I call them offline, meaning that they don't have Twitter, they don't log into Twitter, but they can still read all of my tweets. Uh, they don't need to make comments, but they send me an email, they, they, they send me a text message saying, hey, Jenny, I saw that tweet, you say that, 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 what do you mean? So I do know my online and offline followers, so I'm very careful of what I tweet. So when I retweeted CZ's charity a tweet, that was to tell my people that, hey, you know, this this is a good guy, I like people to, to give back. I don't mind... Please keep this in mind with your audience. Is that I don't mind an exchange delisting a certain crypto. If I were to own an exchange, I would not want to keep crap crypto coins tokens on my exchange. If if there is no volume on that particular crypto, uh, if nobody cares for it, uh, then I would delist it. But It's the process of delisting someone is what makes you respectable or not respectable. Okay, from what I read or from what I've seen from other tweets and other people, uh, CZ and Binance never gave those tokens, those coins or those cryptos any prior warning prior to delisting them. I think that's just unprofessional. I mean, for Binance being one of the, supposedly one of the top crypto exchange, I think that's outright unprofessional. And so that was why I was against it. And so I use my platform, um, you know, to hopefully to educate the little people, those who do follow me, they don't have to comment because most of the time I'm very blunt, okay? Um, Meaning that, you know, uh, I may get a lot of haters, which I really don't care. But going back to Binance and Malta, okay, I never like Malta, okay. Um, I would love to visit Malta as as a visitor, you know, like going to Hawaii. That's a different story. But CZ is is Chinese, okay. So of all, Binance should be in China, but he's not. I believe he started out somewhere in Japan, okay. Uh, And I believe uh, Japan, I don't want to use the word kick them out, but that may probably be it only because when a country want to kick somebody out, they just increase the rules and regulation. That's a form of kicking you out. Okay. so when a country increase their rules and regulation and a company like Binance cannot handle it or they don't want to put up with the crap, they leave. You know, Japan would say, great, we, w- we wanted to kick you out anyway. So then Binance cho- chose Malta. Then I went in to do research about Malta. You know, Malta is under EU rules and regulation. Let's just say Malta doesn't have some of the best critiques out there in terms of money laundering and murdering and all these kind of things. So when I read that, I don't even know if I wanted to visit Malta. OK, this is just my personal point of view. Okay, and for for CZ to choose Malta to headquarter his business, that tells me. Look, this is this is what I believe. Cryptocurrency is already known to be the dark world, like more like the dark Vader. Okay, why is it Vader? It's because it's it's known for money that cannot be traceable. So, for him to choose Malta to go into. It's just like dark money meeting dark people. Everything is dark. Uh, that, 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 that wouldn't benefit the world of cryptocurrency. Now, how I would approach it is I would deal with rules and regulations head on. Because why? When you're in the financial industry, you are dealing with people's money. And by using that money to invest either on Wall Street or either in cryptocurrency, they wanted to have a safe uh, haven uh, to make sure that their money is safe. Now, when you invest, if you lose your money because you made the wrong bet, that's your problem. That's called risk. But in addition, to, besides that risk, there should be a safe ha- haven for people to, to trust their money that when they wire $100,000, a 1000000 million into an exchange, that there wouldn't be hacked. They, they wouldn't wake up the next morning and say, oh, my God, you know, finance got hacked and over uh, a billion dollars worth of investors money is gone. It's not because I lost them because Bitcoin went from 19,000 to 6,000. I mean, that I can tolerate because it was the risk that I was willing to take when I, I placed my purchase to buy Bitcoin. But when I open an account at an exchange. That exchange should have some kind of protection for the investor so that I wouldn't have to wake up one day to hear the news that, oh, that exchange has been hacked. That is where it's hurtful and that is where I believe it's wrong.
1: Okay, so as a European cryptocurrency enthusiast, my opinion and viewpoint of Malta is drastically different to yours. I don't view Malta as this island where companies can go and do their dirty work and tax evade. Instead, I view it as a country with limited resources, embracing a new and brilliant technology that we're all so fond of, and trying to accelerate it, trying to make it more mainstream. They're inviting companies like Binance to come in, to come and work on the island, to collaborate. They've created a hub of brilliant, well firstly, a regulatory compliant hub of brilliant, enthusiastic and passionate entrepreneurs to the island. And I think that's brilliant for cryptocurrencies in general and for blockchain for the advancement and the progression of it. But let's just take the conversation back to Binance for a second. Earlier this week, they delisted for cryptocurrencies. I think that this is one of the greatest problems we face in the cryptocurrency community in 2018, the threat of centralization and the subsequent exploitation of that power. So I think it was with Ethereum Classic when Coinbase added Ethereum Classic to their platform. Roughly a day before it actually went live, there was a huge spike in buys on Ethereum Classic. And then the day after, lo and behold, Ethereum Classic went on Coinbase and the price appreciated. But by no means at all is this factual evidence that Coinbase were participating in insider trading. It does raise an interesting question, however, and it has highlighted that If they wanted to, Coinbase do have the power to influence the market. I think that the faster we move to decentralized ways of exchanging digital tokens, the better for the market overall. But Jenny, you have a social media company that rewards users and content creators for the content that they post. Have you ever considered making a token or a cryptocurrency?
0: You know what, Felix, this is a great question. I do have certain plans with my company towards blockchain and cryptocurrency, but until I can put out a press release about it, uh, I'm not the type of CEO to say things ahead of the game. You brought up a a good question about my company, and certainly there are, what I can say is that I I am working on a few things that are connected to blockchain and, and cryptocurrency with my social commerce platform and until I am done with my plans and that I'm ready to put out a press release I'm gonna hold back in answering your question if that's okay
1: sure thing but with the rise of crypto friendly and blockchain friendly jurisdictions like Malta and like Switzerland like Japan Do you believe that America will be not dethroned, but lose part of their market share or influence in the race of digitizing everything, including assets?
0: You know, I might be biased, but here would be my answer. And I'm going to give you an analogy. You take a guy, a startup guy, for example, let's use Snapchat. Snapchat came out after the birth of Facebook of social media. They fail to get certain patents. Uh, So I consider Snapchat a teenager who has all the physical strength, who runs very fast, you know, from starting line to finish line, you know, very quickly. Because why? Snapchat is a teenager, young man, okay? Facebook, on the other hand, I consider Facebook as older, slower, Okay, but the difference is Facebook has the power, the financial power that Snapchat doesn't have. Okay, so compare Facebook and Snapchat. Facebook would be the United States of America, Snapchat would be Malta, Switzerland. That's why I said that my answer may be biased. Biased because I am a US citizen. I grew up here. I am an an American. I believe in the American culture. I believe in America's power. But in terms of everything else, technology, power, I still think America is still number one. So back to my Facebook and Snapchat analogy, what happened to Snapchat? They ran first. They ran really fast. They got the IPO out. They got all these disappearing stories, but then Facebook dethroned them, stole all of their crap, got their technology or create similar technology. And now Snapchat, it's in a losing battle. And Facebook, which is Instagram, are taking over. People are using Instagram stories more than that of Snapchat. So my point is, I actually don't give a hoop of all these other smaller jurisdiction, run ahead two, three, four, five years. Good for them. But what they don't have is the power and the strength and the rules and the regulations that were put in place. It's never a smooth ride, okay? So when you talk about Goldman Sachs of the world, uh, you talk about Robin Hood, you talk about, gemini which is also a u.s exchange from uh, the winklevoss twins and you talk about coinbase which are the top three crypto exchanges that i would put my money in it to buy cryptocurrency they have to abide to the rules and regulation of the sec which is the united states rules and regulation yeah take my words or not it's up to you but that's how i see it once when america is done putting in place what they do, they're going to be on top and everybody's going to flock their money into U.S. exchanges because it's being protected. They know they're going to wake up and they're not going to lose their money because of hack. The only way they're going to lose their money is they bought Bitcoin at 19000 and they sold it at 6000 But that's their prerogative. That's nobody's prerogative.
1: Don't you think that there's always room for disruption? There was once a time where Facebook was the underdog and that the person in charge and the person with all the market share was MySpace. But then in came Facebook and it disrupted and completely changed the industry. So whilst your analogy is completely true and it does resonate with me, I think that there's still room for someone to come in and disrupt. And I'm not saying that they're going to dethrone and completely take away all of America's market share. But maybe just reduce their market share and reduce their influence. Thank you so much for taking the time to come in and have this chat. I know it took a lot of time to organize, but um, yeah, we finally did it. I think it's been great. If people want to find more about you, where can they find you? What's your Twitter handle?
0: My Twitter handle is the name of my company, uh, which is Squeaky, S Q double E, Q double E on Twitter. I believe. You can still search my name, Jenny Q Ta, and it's still going to come up. So just follow me on Twitter, direct message me on Twitter. I'm currently not using Instagram. Felix, thank you so much for having me on your podcast today. I know it's Friday night on your side. I hope you're going to have a great night. Greatly appreciate the time.
1: Oh no, Jenny, thank you. I hope you have an amazing time in California. And yeah, thank you for coming on.